0: and welcome to QPod, QIC's Investor Insight Podcast Series. I'm Alison Hill, State Chief Investment Officer at QIC, and I'm chatting again to uh, Dr. Matthew Peter, our Chief Economist, and this is part two of our conversation where we'll pick up on our discussion in relation to wages, inflation, and all things markets that might be of interest to institutional investors. Good morning again, Matthew.
1: Good morning, Alison. Back for round two.
0: And Look, there's certainly a lot going on in the economy. And, you know, we're seeing inflation, notwithstanding the fact that there seems to be confidence that the central banks will manage to control it. Um, We're still seeing quite assertive action Globally, to bring it under control. And it looks like, post the recent US data releases, that the Fed will raise by a further three quarters of a percent. You know, we've got the ECB and the Bank of England also, you know, sharply tightening policy rates. And all of that is putting pressure on the Australian dollar, which is trading down, but also then in turn putting on further demands really to Australia, which is part of that global economy. You know, while we might have some of our own dynamics and we are very fortunate with our own energy supplies and so on, but nonetheless, we are part of the global economy and we are linked in that sense. And so it's very likely that we'll see the RBA continue to increase its our official cash rate by another half a percent in October. And then, you know, if we look at market pricing, Matthew, it looks like that expectations that we're heading into four percent territory next year. So I mean this is compared to where we have been in recent past, quite high levels, notwithstanding the fact if we go back a very long time, maybe it's not as high as we think. And 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 potentially in real terms is still not too much. But certainly for anyone who's paying a mortgage, that's a lot of money. And then we comply with that real rage impact that we've just been discussing. You know, I think that's going to have a real impact on the consumer and consumer sentiment. And all of those things cumulatively are going to lead, I think, to ongoing volatility in the in the equity markets. Whether it comes through directly in earnings, as as consumers look to sort of trim their uh, spending habits, or whether it comes through in margins as inflation pressures continue to put pressure on, on on company balance sheets, I think all of those will have an impact. And also through to the economy, we've had a bit of a debate over the last couple of weeks about you know will it be a recession or not? And you know I think it, it is not a foregoing conclusion. But I think all of these factors sort of can continue to lead me towards the fact that we'll probably likely hit a recession. Now, whether it's technically called one because of employment, which is very, very strong, and that is obviously a very big positive for everyone, having a job is 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 important. But where do you sit on that recession question? Can we hold up under the pressure?
1: I still believe we can. Of course, the, there is pressure mounting. As you pointed out, the Fed, they're taking their cash rate more than likely up to 4%. And the current market price in Australia, as you pointed out, is for the uh, for the cash rate to get to 3.9 uh, percent close enough let's call it four percent by mid next year and yes. if we were to get that outturn I think it'd be difficult for us to uh, that could potentially be cash rates up around four percent and bond yields higher than that mortgages you know much higher than that could be a tipping point that would roll the consumer over so that that's a certainly a risk we see the the uh, Cash rate topping out at 3.35% at the moment. You've called 50 basis points in October. Big call there, Alison. I'll, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> okay. uh, I might even sneak that in as our call when we get asked by Bloomberg the week before the, the rate hike. So, right. But we've got All 50 right. basis points in there as well. We're going to have the hard bit for us is going to be the second half of this year where we continue to get inflation rising, and we believe that wage growth will still be pretty sluggish. So we will see the consumer falling behind in terms of real wages, and so spending power will will, will be dropping. But as long as we can keep the unemployment rate from climbing too sharply, it's currently uh, sitting at three point five percent. If we can keep that under four percent through to the end of the year, Given the the savings buffers that the household sector has has raised and the fact that everybody's got a job and wages are starting to improve, at least in a nominal sense, that should be enough to be able to keep consumer spending from rolling over. And we've just been getting some more data on the consumer, apart from the uh, employment data, which we saw you know, th- over 30,000 jobs added in uh, to the labour force in the latest labour market data. Retail sales still going gangbusters. So, you know, against the sort of backdrop of sort of very weak consumer sentiment reads... The consumer seems to be telling the, the the survey people one thing and then doing a complete opposite thing in terms of yeah. their spending patterns. It's but, fascinating, know, those...
0: actually. You know, mm. I mean, I agree that employment is really the key. And look, again, it's uh, across the other side of the world, but the pattern is the same here. Walking through central London, the shops and the restaurants are all heaving. You would not mm. think there was any pressure on the consumer when you look at that aspect, but the numbers say a very different story. So I think it's a challenge for the central banks and it's a challenge for our global leaders. And look, I certainly do agree that employment is the key and hopefully we do manage to get the tightrope walking correct and we can stay on the right side of not having a recession while still slowing down slowing down the economy enough to bring inflation under control. Employment's the
1: key on the one hand, and whether the central banks can hold their nerve on the other in, in the following sense that the RBA can congratulate graduate its its increase in, in interest rates as inflation rates are still increasing rather than potentially over compensate and, and raise rates, you know, too high. So too that's high. the, I agree that the conundrum labour market has to hold up on one hand and central banks, uh, the RBA in our case, doesn't panic and overshoot on terms in terms of raising rates.
0: Indeed, indeed. Dr. Matthew Peter, thank you again for joining me on today's podcast. I'm Alison Hill and I'd like to also thank our listeners for taking 10.